Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Fisher Price presents The Adventure People Toys for your older kids. There's the Northwoods Trailblazer, ready for his adventures. Or the Daredevil Skydiver, to go as high as a child can toss him. And the TV Action Team, to play with on its own, or with any of our 13 other Adventure People toys. The Adventure People and their TV Action Team comes complete as shown. Other sets sold separately by Fisher Price. David? I brought you a Twinkie. I'm not hungry right now. Feeling different again, huh? It's like I don't fit in. It's like I don't belong here. It's your birthday, and it's time you knew. Naven, you're not our natural born child. I'm not. You were left on our doorstep. But we raised you like you were one of us. You mean I'm going to stay this color? <laughs> Naven, I'd love you if you were the color of a baboon's ass. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. Our perception is limited to our biology. Yes, we are. There's a limitation to what humans can understand. Well, a, a prime example that's always ju jumped out to me is that our vision, we don't see ultraviolet light. Yes. Whereas we know insects, like if we shine an ultraviolet light at certain flowering species, there's different patterns that we don't see. Now, we assume that insects see those. Right. Because they're drawn to it and something like that. And that's an assumption. <laughs> But there's definitely, you know, parts of the light spectrum that we don't see. So what else do we not take in with our senses? Yeah, I mean, we don't see what is actually there. Correct. Like, what we see is our perception of what is there. Exactly. And in the wound of the June bug, come here, you son of a bitch. Land on my eyebrow. The, uh, do you want these? These, <laughs> these sunglasses? <laughs> these might help. But that is always an interesting. <laughs> that is always an interesting perspective of you know, and it's one of those again. It comes down to we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and fucking Ray Charles over there, <laughs> uh, Ronnie Millsap. No, do some Ronnie Millsap. Do some. uh Stranger, stranger in, in my house. Yeah, there's a stranger in my house. I can't top that. Okay. You know, uh, Matt Hancock had wanted some "Can You Hear Me" karaoke, so I think he just got two parts of it. What we need to do is we need to have a karaoke night where we just invite people out and we all meet up somewhere, do a little karaoke. 
I'm always up for some karaoke. Well, I'm a singing son of a bitch. See, Heavy's all about it. Gus can, we can have Gus running the board. Mixing. Doing some mixing. Well, I will say that although I apologize to the listeners, for the past hour or so, we have had one hell of a conversation off air. Boy, we have. It's been. I feel a little high right now just from it. It reiterates to me how much I love you guys. I love you too. And you. And eh. <laughs> <laughs> and just and and how how important friendships are. Yes, you know, I, you know, and I know we pretty much got a stable listener base, but I think it's worth repeating that we've known each other all our lives. Yes, and yet we still talk to each other. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that we grew up with that we don't talk. What was funny? What was it? Yeah, exactly that. Was it two weeks ago when I was? We had a little family gathering, and my mom had requested of my oh, no. of my younger brother that he drag some old family photo albums out I of the love attic. That. You were sending those pictures of me and you when we were about six. Yeah, I'm instantly making memes out of them. Right, and they were wonderful. Those were the best <laughs> birthday parties of all time. Those were kick ass toys too. No kidding, yeah. those Fisher Price action. Oh, sets. oh man. Those were great. And I asked him, I was, I was like, by chance, did you, as you were, because he went, he drug out, he said he drug out about four photo albums. But, I had a badass bowl cut in a couple of those. And uh, and he kept, only kept one of them out and he put the other ones back up. I said, as you were looking through them, did you by chance come across a picture of me and Ty when we were probably about. Is this the train outfit? One. Yeah. In the bathtub. Oh, oh man, that's not for air. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. You remember that time that our moms had us get pictures taken together yes, at Olin Mills when yes. we were about three? And yep. when you say at Olin Mills, do you mean at a, a local shitty hotel? Yeah, <laughs> we're an no, Olin those, Mills those, photographer. Those were taken at a hardware at a hardware slash tire shop. Tire shop. Oh, we were in full conductor gear. <laughs> yeah. We need to recreate overalls. that picture. Our, yeah, we ought to recreate that. <laughs> we were that. so stepbrothers, too, with the one sitting lower than the other. <laughs> oh, oh, you Lord. had the glorious curls. Oh, he had such curls. God. All right. This is Can You Hear Me, the podcast of three best friends for life. And people throw that term around too much, but it's real. It's real, real, real. If it can happen. It, if you got it, keep it, man. It can yeah. happen. Don't. If you've got somebody special, you know, a buddy, do your best to stay in contact with them. We lost contact. You know, I've got that picture of us together, and if I can find it, it would be incredible to do for episode art. Just black out our eyes right. on that so you couldn't tell. And right. then just You mean me blacking it out, not yeah, him. Yeah, no, not... Right, yeah, not Because he's awful at it. Nah, yeah. yeah. Your, ten, your ten. record of de-identifying yourself is <laughs> quite <awful>. shitty. <laughs> Half a mark's a lot. <laughs> Transparent. I accidentally They'll used, never know. I accidentally used the highlighter feature instead of the marker feature. God. That was the worst attempt at de-identifying yourself as I've ever seen. Heavy, they can see you. I feel like Jimmy Houston with these on. Well, you look like Jimmy Houston. Be kissing a fish before <laughs> night's over with. Be fucking a fish well, the way I'm it's lucky. going. All right. Uh, I am Gustav Montebanc. I'm Ty Webb. I am the one and only America's favorite 
the master of disaster, the <laughs> he's going the gerbils turning, <laughs> pontificating poet. Oh, easy with the alliteration. No kidding, Heavy Longmire. And you can find us on Twitter. I am at Real Gustav. I am at TyWeb3000. In the year 3000. You can find me at Heavy Longmire. In the year 3000. <laughs> One of the best bits ever. <laughs> and you can email us at CanYouHearMePod at gmail.com. 3000. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, there's an empty bottle of TX whiskey on the table. I'm about half an episode into preparing to do my Ryan Adams Can You Hear Me outro song. Awesome. Bring me the Buck Owens guitar stat. I've got one inside. i got a guitar and i got a mandolin. Which would you like? Well, Gus can play the mandolin. No, I, he, no he cannot. Yeah, he can. <laughs> I can, I can, <laughs> he can bang it. out some chords on the mandolin. <laughs> Cannot play it. All right, well, what do we got, boys? All right, so did we want to talk any more about our uh, limitations of human perception against the greater universe? Or do we want to just, I just table that? You just needed to get that out a little bit? Well, I think we needed to get that out a little bit. And I just think that people need to understand the the world is bigger than what we perceive it as. Agreed. And I think one of the... Perception is not reality. Yes. And there was, I think it was a video that circulated a couple of years ago where it showed a far out reach of our universe and it slowly trickled in to our solar system and then it trickled into Earth and then it's like, you know, this is us, and this is this is what else is out there that we know of. Do you ever wonder how different Hee Haw would have been if instead of Roy Clark, it would have been Dave Clark? And the five? Just Dave. Hmm. Uh, would, he want, would he have worn overalls or a mod suit? I'm thinking more like a leisure suit. That mod look was pretty sharp. It was. But ain't I, nothing wrong with some Dave Clark. But man, I love some overalls. That's true. Hee Haw was fantastic. Oh, I would watch it right now. Great show. The, the thing that sucked about Hee Haw, though, was in its final days. Yeah. Man, it what, really should have been taken off the it, air it went, sooner. It went so long. And I've gone back and watched some of those early, early episodes. Like pre Junior? No. Uh, back when it was. Uh, my my mark for early is when they still had uh, what was his name, uh, Grandpa? No, uh, the super tall guy that got murdered, uh, String Bean. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I consider early. Yeah. Did y'all see the article on? I don't know if you follow the Bitter Southerner. No, on, I don't. On Twitter, I, I follow you, and I expect everything to funnel through you. No, I'm not aware the, uh, of Bitter Southerner. The Bitter Southerner, it's a great website. He's talked about it before. I'm you sorry. Like websites? I like websites. The Bitter Southerner is a great website. They had an article this week about the in the '60s and early '70s, the network TV's infatuation with the South. Mm-hmm. Terrific video that Rod Stewart infatuation. And, uh, she was so hot. And how, you know, and it talked about the tumultuous times that were going on at the end. And 
They wanted to, to uh, portray America as a quieter, simpler, you know, so it's where you get Green Acres, you get Petticoat Junction, you get... Heavy on the folksy. You, exactly. Very Garrison and then, Keeler. And then all of a sudden, they start pulling those shows. Well, you had the, you had the country to, purge of yeah. CBS's purge. Yes. and uh, No more Petticoat. No more Andy. And that's what this article's about, is how, you know, network went towards... All in the family, uh, you know, stuff with issues. Chico and the man. It's, it's, a, good art, it's a good article. Look Sanford and Son. Bitter Southerner is a good website. Well, I do like websites. So I'll have to check it out. Would you guys freak out if you saw a mummy? Nah. Can anything pretty much mate with anything else? Jesus I mean, you can Christ. try. I like was banging my head on my steering wheel. <laughs> I was going to say I was banging something else. Yeah, trying to during, prove a point. During that bit. <laughs> Oh, Did Lord. you hear about the? I, I only saw a headline. We know how dangerous that is. About some woman getting pregnant, eating a yeah, eating uh, a squid, yeah, getting impregnated. We squid need to do for research. Yeah, we need to check that out on online. So I think she that wasn't was a Soroy tweet. Right? And what it was was the the, the eggs were laid in the, the, yeah. the leg, eggs were laid in her. But still, I mean, you know, come on, it's pretty close. It's not like she was going to give birth to a squid out of traditional a butt baby traditional uh, would you be more upset if your wife cheated on you with a dude or a squid <laughs> i don't know you know a lot of people are into that uh hentai tentacle porn yeah that's true i don't get that i don't anime style first off i don't get in this day and age how anybody can be titillated by a cartoon yeah, I don't either. I mean, I get it back when we used to draw boobs in the sand because we didn't have anything else to see. Jessica right. Rabbit was pretty hot. Okay, she was hot, but you're not beating off to Jessica Rabbit. I'm not. Well, you are right now. <laughs> Says who? I'm, I'm definitely not. For the record, I'm definitely not. But, you know, I mean, I think it was on uh, Below the Belt, Brian and Rab- uh, Rad. Rad. <laughs> Brad and Brian. Brian and, Brian and Brad were talking about. I love Brad and Brian. When they were uh, Fortnite, uh, not Fortnite, when uh, Fortnite and Overwatch each other. came out. Like, within a week, there the was Overwatch, Overwatch porn. porn. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, they just porning up everything? Well, they porn up. Well, Scooby Doo in the gang on that one. Yeah. You know. But anyway, but like, King of the Hill porn? I can't. Simpsons porn? I have to confess that I've never seen Simpsons or King of the Hill. How about you've never watched King of the, the Hill? <laughs> I've never seen either one of them. Oh my gosh! King of the, you would love King, King of the Hill. King of the Hill is great. Hey, you, you would identify with it. Hey, the first bring me a beer. The worst <laughs> reference to an- animation porn that yeah. scarred us a long time ago. I'm listening. Was when Dudley and uh, Moore and Arnold saw the. The cartoon porn at Mr. Carlson's bike shop. Oh, uh, different strokes. That's that that's back his, when TV was not afraid to go dark. That was his gateway into. Oh Lord, yeah. That that episode left let's, a mark. Let's on answer it. some email que- or some Twitter questions. Twitter he had questions. a pretty dark post KRP. Well, then he went history. He was the Maytag repairman. That's true. Well, he tried to revive himself I with mean, that, it, but I still saw him as the pedo. I, we all did, and that's awful because I think he was a great guy. He was great on KRP. He's super as the big guy. Man, WKRP was so great. It Bailey. was so good. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey. Bailey. But hey, Lonnie could. Uh, Lonnie was all right, but Bailey. Bailey was the all American. She was the yeah. She had the secret stuff. Mm. Mm. 
According to Secret in that softball episode. Mm, I loved her. All right, All right. What's Twitter saying? Lucy has fun. I'm not sure who that is, but she says, what should I wear tonight? I can't wait until fall 2019 for an answer. I answered this. I know, but I just wanted to go ahead okay. and for completion. All right. Completion. And you always want to complete. Ty tweeted hey back. Hey now. Sleeveless pearl snap. Oh, yes. Always good. Lucy would look good in a sleeveless pearl sand. Well, it's kind of warm out. You want yeah. something that says, hey, it's kind of hot, but, you know, I'm still cool. Somebody named Bope Alina replied that something I, tight. I don't. With tight, a, tight, tight. Uh, kind of a smirk and then heart eyes, heart eyes. So. That's too hot for something tight. I don't know who tight. that is. I don't but. know. All right. Our next one is from. The same Bope Alina, hmm. and it says, when do I get to come back? Well, I replied that it was hot as balls in the studio, so she said, head over now. Let me just say for the record, and I think we'd all agree that- She'll bring pickles. She can come anytime. Megan, if this is- is this? I believe it is. Okay. She's welcome anytime. I, yeah. I mean, she can come. Especially when she brings- she feed pickled heavy and goods. and uh, tie pickled items. And we've discussed this at length in private conversations. Pillow talk. I feel like, you know, she's not that comfortable around heavy. I've gathered that. But I've told her, it's all right. I mean, he's harmless. A lot of that stuff he says, you know, is not intentionally, you know, meant to make you uncomfortable. That's just he comes he from is. a different time. He's from a different time. <laughs> He's trying to make his way through this world. This is from one of the co-hosts of the Where to Turn podcast. Hey, now. That's the Christian That is the uh, North Dallas Tollway faith-based podcast of record. Okay. And gambling and wrestling. Okay. Pro self-flogging. And so Tommy 2.0 asks, if you had to divide something in the middle, what are some things you suggest using as a reference point? Now, that question- I would reference the middle. Well, that question is in uh, reference to one of their recent episodes where he talked about some alternative concert that they went to with a guy and girl band where the girl was a drummer and she told everybody to line up, everybody to the left of her vagina over here and everybody to the right of her vagina over here and they were going to like run against each other or something. So basically, she used her vagina as the... Papal line of demarcation. Mm, yes. And that was the Mason Dixon line. Huh? Exactly. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, Damn, I would I use that was a hell of a concert. I, I would I would use my dong. Divide the middle. Yeah. But it's gonna be offside because it'll curve. <laughs> I think there's I, I think there's a pretty significant demarcation between those who watched what's happening and those who didn't. And then even amongst the subset of those that did are those that learned never to bootleg a Doobie Doobie Brothers Brothers concert concert. and those that didn't learn that lesson. If you watched, I can always tell if somebody was a true What's Happening viewer, if they understand when I make a Doobie Brothers bootleg reference. Yeah, it's it's just like the uh, Bicycle Shop episode of Different Strokes taught us a lesson. The Doobie Brothers episode taught us a lesson about piracy. Like, if I say to somebody, today I've got Shirley hair, and they don't know what that means, I know right away you're not in my category. All right, so here's a here's a question for you. 
Would you rather Shirley or Mama from What's Happening? If you had to pick your mm. lover, well, Mama. that's really like picking between my kids. There, Mama. I think I think Mama would I be think, more of a I nurturing think, lover. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to go Nell Carter. She had, gen- you- she had a gentle, gentle heart. And well, she was also the Mama in the Jerk. And I remember her yes. consoling a young... Uh, and that scene when he gets picked up and just driven to the next house over is... With Rob Reiner. So <laughs> fantastic. Everything about that movie is fantastic. Uh, Have you watched it in the last couple of years? No. It holds I, up. I, need I don't to go need back anything. And watch that. I need this. I showed the kids that and they Nathan. loved it. Yeah, Still that, make references. I showed the kids Mallrats the other night. How'd they think that? Well, it was kind of... How did they think that? (laughs) (laughs) It was a little slow going at first for them, but I knew it was going to, you know, build... You didn't show them clerks first? No, because I didn't want to have a a frank discussion about snowballing with my children. Okay. (laughs) But, boy, once Jay and Silent Bob really kind of kicked in, they were... Clerks was one of those, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay. And then the more I watched it, I was like... This is great. See, I identified with it right off the bat. I loved Clerks. It took me two runs through it. Same with Napoleon Dynamite. Jesus, the thing I with love the, that movie. The thing with it. Napoleon Dynamite, the problem with me was that, the problem with that one was that I didn't see it until way later on. Oh, and so you'd I'd already been, been beaten by Yeah, I'd already been told a thousand times, this is the greatest movie you're ever going to watch. So the first time I watched it, I was like, it's good. <laughs> But you guys have already put it on a pedestal sure. to where it just can't live up to that. I watched that. The more I saw it, the more I appreciated it. With my it. oldest daughter about a month ago. And I just sat there and laughed and laughed. And have you laughed. done Nacho Libre with her? No, oh, I have not. That's, Libre. That's another. Strong. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's about the same, you know, uh, same director. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that. I, I'd it's rank that up there right with it. Strong, but quite strong. I, yeah. laugh, I laugh right now just thinking about him like squeezing his ass cheeks, showing off <laughs> to the nun. And it was really underrated because it was panned pretty bad. Yeah, and I think that's a shame. Okay, uh, let's see. Who's next? In the words of the great Fats Domino, uh, speaking of ain't Jim, that a shame? Jim coaches Josh. He asked, "What's the Bitcoin to turquoise exchange rate, Heavy?" Oh, turquoise has lowered in value, and Bitcoin hasn't. Well, Bitcoin has as well. What do but, you own more, a Bitcoin or turquoise? Turquoise. <laughs> he started. But, he started his own cryptocurrency, Turcoin. What is making a rise, though? Is Texas Topaz, <laughs> which can be like the pantyhose, which can be found in the hill country and out towards west of uh, Austin and San Antonio, out in the Rift area. Uh, so much brighter with these things off. I feel yeah, like Tex- Texas Topaz is trading pretty good right now. I feel like it's a shame that America. <laughs> Turned their back on pantyhose. (laughs) Which part is moving? Is it his forehead or is the glasses? Oh, look. (laughs) So badass. I got lots of tricks, guys. (laughs) That hair, I mean, I'll admit, I'm not exactly jealous, but I'm in awe of that hair. Go ahead and run your fingers through it a couple times. I'd be afraid that I'd want to fuck you. What kind of uh, uh, product (laughs) do you use? What's your go-to? 
I don't really want to say because it's you know it's kind of like KFC. There's only two people that know the ingredients, okay. but it's it's a mixture of chamomile <laughs> and a salve that I'm not prepared to fully disclose. Okay, I got you. Oh my gosh, I don't understand the next question from Josh. Uh, when the summer with summer now upon us, when does Cicada return to the podcast? Oh, because in the last episode that me and you recorded together, there was distinct oh, cicada sounds in the, gotcha, background, in gotcha. the background. I, I picked that up. Did you? It was it was very folksy feeling. Mm. Was that our hobo episode? Garrison um, might have been. I almost bought Lake Wobegon book audio on cassette today at the Salvation Army. Man, I love Prairie Home Companion. I do too. And his books a, are really good, too. Yeah. Uh, you have a cassette player? Yeah. Do you? In fact, I got uh, my grandfather's Panasonic little cassette tape. Really? I thought we might record on it one day just for shits and giggles. Right. That's a bad idea. I'm going to take those damn glasses away from him. <laughs> Pontoon <laughs> is a fantastic book. I never have read that. <coughs> oh, it's really good. Instead, I bought a Harry Nilsson uh, LP album for 25 cents. Nilsson, Nilsson Schmilson. He was great in Cheap Trick. Anyway, <laughs> he's not either. All right. Speaking of one, Valet Bouchard, he says, which decade produced the highest number of truly great songs? Mm. Songs that no matter how many times you hear them, you never get tired of. I can tell you that the most underrated decade has got to be the 80s. Because when people think 80s, they think shit music. But if you deep dive 80s, it's good. There's a lot of greatness I in the 80s. I think that's because we're born in the... No, we've actually got some good shit in there, Heavy. Right. But, it, I mean, I think it's got to be favorite, between... What's your favorite Rod Stewart song? It's got... Okay, now fuck you on there's Rod Stewart. Of, there's a lot of bad 70s Rod Stewart. I got no problem with Hot Legs. I think that I think it's got to be between sixties and seventies, though. Man, it, it's almost like it's sixty-five to seventy-five. Well, that's what I'm. What did I just fucking say? Well, yeah. I thought it. I thought what he said was it's between sixties and between the seventies is what I yeah, interpreted. I, but if you got to pick a decade, that's what I'm saying. It's because there the sixties or the seventies. So 70s. much good music between sixty-eight and seventy-two. Right. There was a shit. There was a lot of good music early I mean, '60s and late '70s yeah, too, though. Exactly. I'm gonna go. Do you not remember Free? I mean, are you not ready to extol the greatness of Paul Rogers? Look, and Bad Company. I, look here. I, you're not gonna get any Bad Company support. All right. I like Bad Fuck. Company. Running with the pack is the only bad company song I, I, I can listen to. I just I can't even look at you. Right? I we'll had put the a lot of good on. times. Bad company, bad company was fantastic, and not just for the experiences I had listening to Bad Company. I don't want to hear Foreigner. I don't want to hear Bad Company. Dude, Foreigner underrated. Here's the problem: classic rock. Two. Valley Butcher's question. I swear Classic to God, Rock if you downgrade Lou Graham, has I'm going to hit you in the so mouth. much stuff where, how much Leonard Skinner did we listen to? Everything. Yeah, super deep. Yeah. I have to dig super hey deep right now to listen to Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Because, not because of us listening to it, because we listened to it when we wanted to. It's because Classic Rock played this laundry list 
of about five songs. They fucking ruined Boston. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They Which ruined. makes me mad because Boston, Boston was legit. Was great. But they fucking played those same four they, songs. They ruined Boston, they ruined Leonard Skinner, and they ruined the Eagles. Well, yeah. The Eagles were the Eagles is ruined. a whole nother discussion. But they definitely ruined Boston and Bad Company. Uh, you know, they... Both of those are great bands that they fucked over with all those replays. If I hadn't heard them so much, I probably would have a totally different gut reaction. But right now, I don't want to hear any of them. It's just because of overplay, though. It's not because they weren't great. No, that's yeah, what no, I'm that's, saying. Yeah, no, I agree. They were strong. Yeah, Boston's stout, man. Oh, I can yeah. tell you what they overplayed that they didn't fucking run because it was bad from the start, and that's Steve Miller. I like Steve Miller. I like some Steve Miller. <sighs> oh, okay, I'll give you one that they fucking overplayed and they ruined, and that's Seeger. Yes. Yes. I, and, and again, to listen to Seeger right now, I have to go deep dive stuff because I don't want to hear Hollywood Nights I don't want to hear Against the Wind, but you get something like Jody Girl. Have you ever heard that? Oh, mm-hmm. so oh. good. So good. That, there's you know, so much even, good singer stuff. Mellencamp got... falls into that, too. That's true. Mellencamp. Yeah, because yeah, Mellencamp, God, they played him and, way and he, too much. He, man, he's made some awesome freaking music. But, I mean, Pink Houses is a good song, but, but geez. He's got other good songs, too. Yeah. You know? The first time I heard Jack and Diane. Yeah. I was oh, like, Jack. damn good song. Now. Great song. Don't want to hear it. I can't like, do it. Yeah. I think Authority Song was my favorite Scarecrow era. Yeah, that was good. And that video was great. Did you ever see that? It's black and white, and it's bouncing back and forth between a little kid version of Camp and him mm-hmm, fighting mm-hmm. in the ring. Yeah. Real simple, real clean. And the great... They play that on MTV a lot. SCTV crossover with Mellencamp, where he's the nutty uh, lab assistant, and it's Ed Grimley turns into Mellencamp. Yeah, also good. Which I didn't realize. Mrs. Longmire was telling me that uh, Mellencamp's daughter is on one of those housewife shows. I didn't know that, but I've never seen any of those housewife shows. Yeah, I ain't watching that. Okay, so what do y'all say? Let's... I want to hold y'all's feet to the fire on this. I'm going to say the 60s 70s. I'm going to go 70s. 70s. I'm going 70s. I'm going to go 70s just because the sheer volume. The best album ever made was in the 60s because it's Let It Bleed. Yeah, Let It Bleed is really good. You're saying that's the best album ever that's made. That's the best fucking album ever made. Uh, it's really good. It's I put it in the top five. I don't know that I call it the best, though. You like it better than Exile? Yes, I do. I tell you what album I love, and I think it's just because there's a couple of quirky songs on there that just hold a dear place in my heart is Some Girls. That is a great mm. it's, album. It's a good album. And Charlie Watts is amazing on that record. To, when I talk about, when I think about like perfect albums, greatest albums ever, first one pops in my mind is Joshua Tree. Second side of Best B-side ever. Best B-side absolutely ever. Overplayed, Streets Have No Name. It's not their fault. It became a hit. But that ruined it for me. But nobody listened to the B-side except us. It's freaking great. And I still get chills at it. Physical Graffiti also has an amazing B-side. Physical Graffiti. Zeppelin. Zeppelin. What what was on that? Sixth album or fifth album? Yeah, that was... Yeah, oh, man, I don't remember. Zeppelin got ruined by classic rock. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah, they did. They killed it. 
and they killed Pink Floyd. But I can yes. still I can still watch that Remains of the Day. And but even to this day, th- my first introduction to Pink Floyd and my the first thing I owned of them was the Comfortably Numb. Right. Because uh, that was that was the Pink Floyd is definitely one that you have a whole and new that, experience if you deep dive them. Yes. yes. And and that album is still holds a. I can hear those songs even though some of them were overplayed. I can hear those songs and still have a, sure a good experience from them. You know. And uh, is Dark Side the best album cover ever? It's the cleanest. That's the one that when I went to the record store, I would just stare at. Yeah. It was. So perfect, and the album. I mean, that's, yeah. Now, great, now that's an album that great doesn't. Gig in the skies, but money. I think is in the context of the album, it's fine. But money is a song that classic rock oh, fucked over. Well, and yeah. the whole album, Dark Side, got overplayed so much yep. that you can't fully appreciate it yep. anymore. Now, have you ever tried the synchronization the with the Wizard the of Oz? Yes, I've yeah. not tried that. I have done that. I, I can't not. remember any of it, but gotcha. I have done it. I shaved awesome. a nipple. Lou Graham also had a nice solo career. Midnight Blue? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he had a great voice. Fantastic voice. And I think we do need to mention... I want to know what love is. Yeah, I mean, it, there was some great... There were some great 80s solo things that happened, you know. I mean, hell, Phil <laughs> Collins. <laughs> oh, Man. Yeah. Early Genesis. Early, well, not early Genesis. Well... Peter Gabriel is earlier po- genius. Yeah, right. post-Gabriel. I mean, I love Gabriel, too, though. See, I'm not that big on Gabriel, and Gabriel Genesis is really super prog rock, and I'm yeah. kind of iffy on prog rock, although I like some of it. Yeah. It was just a totally different band. So, <laughs> speaking of prog rock, and this is like a weird guilty pleasure, there's a video on YouTube of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer playing Fanfare for the Common Man. In like Wembley Stadium, just the three of them, and it's freezing cold, and they're all bundled up, and they're just the three of them playing this classical song. I could watch it over and over and over because it's just all synth and stuff, right? And it's just this. I never have given them any. They I did, haven't either. They did some. I mean, again, classic rock played Lucky Man and that kind of yeah. shit, and they did some <clears throat> super prog rock stuff. Like one of my favorite composers. Was Musagorsky. Chopin? No, Musagorsky, who originally wrote uh, Midnight on Bald Mountain, you know, the thing that you've always heard, but he also wrote this yeah, piece thing. called Exhibition, or, uh, damn it. Derail. La Boheme? No, not La Boheme. You're trying it, to fuck me over now. It's an opera. Uh, Pictures at an Exhibition. That was his most famous piece as far as. Southern rock opera? No. <laughs> anyway. That's my favorite opera. But they did an album Sopra. of pictures at an exhibition themselves, and it's just the craziest mix-up of things. And anyway, we go watch the fan for, for the Common Man. It's great. Okay. okay. Have y'all heard Ryan Adams do the cover of Warfrat? No. Oh, that's good. Check it out. The cover of Warfrat? Yeah. Who the fuck did the original Warfrat? Grateful Dead. I don't know that I know that song. Oh, I, I don't know that song. I've never done deep dive on Grateful Dead. My I, wife is a Grateful Dead. I feel like I owe it to fiend. myself to do and a deep dive on Grateful Dead. I, and I've I, heard that I if you watch the documentary, that's a good introduction yeah. to it. 
But I listened to a couple of songs because I first heard Wharf Rat from Ryan Adams doing it, and then I went and listened to the original, and it is fantastic. What was uh? Hold on a minute. All right, I will go Keep check talking. that out. I like Some Dead, like uh, Saint Stephen is one of my favorite songs of theirs. I don't know if you ever heard that, Mm-mm. but it's very energetic and kind of ram. It's but it's got power. Like so, I don't like it when they just noodle along. Maybe if I was like. Maybe if they legalize cannabis across the United States and I can just eat edibles all day, hey maybe now. I would get into that. But it wouldn't hurt. Right now, that's not the case, and so I'm legal, legal eagle. So you know, I'm just not going to deep dive into the dead. Mine and Miss Longmire's first date. I <laughs> I took her to a Corey Mora concert at Poor David's Pub. I'm sorry, old Poor David's Pub. Yeah, old Poor David's Pub and early Cory Morrow when he was still good. Right. And uh, he's when, playing this song. When he was playing with Pat Green and everything. Oh, fuck Pat Green. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh, he starts playing this song, which was on his album, Devil is a Friend of Mine. Sure. And she's like, I love this song. I love the fiddle part. In that. And I love that song, too. And I was like, really? I didn't... You listen... I didn't know you knew because it wasn't one, one that was on the radio at the time of his. And I was like, I didn't know you had the album. She's like, No, this was a Grateful Dead song. I was like, Really? And yeah, she's she grew up in a household right. of. Well, I think she was wearing tie dye when she walked by earlier. Yeah, she's she's a tie dye girl. Yeah, she's a hippie. Yeah, she's a hippie dippy. She, she's an angel. She <laughs> she is a fucking saint, and we all love her. Maybe but, more than we love you. That woman. She's amazing. She is. Salute. Boom. You just saying eh because you didn't get to date her. It didn't happen. I tried. She she wouldn't do it. She's waiting for the heavy. <laughs> the heavy. The heavy. All right. Valley Butcher asks, what's your best old timey solution for staying cool when you have no choice but to be somewhere that's balls hot? Lady friends excluded. Yeah. Are we talking inside, outside? It does not. Inside. The outside. My solution is a shade tree. (laughs) (laughs) You working on like a 78 Oldsmobile? Yeah. (laughs) You've got to tackle rigged up so you can lift that engine out. Which, tell me if you noticed this when you lived in deep East Texas. That I did. And I lived... For a time in deep East Texas, I do and, miss those tall pines. And I had never heard this before, except from people from there, about warm shade and cool, cool shade. shade. Now, I'm not familiar with that, having never lived in deep, deep te- East Texas. Warm shade is the shade you get from pine trees because they they provide a little bit of shade, it's just filtering out, but a little it's just bit. filtering. Sure, cool shade. Mm-hmm. You get from your oaks and your hickories. Well, the coolness that you feel is from the condensation from the trees, not from the actual blocking of the sun. That's why you feel cool when you're under a tree. It's because of the water content in the leaves. It's not because this tree is blocking the sun. That's why you feel cooler. Could be. So what if you're under a awning or a, are you still talking about microclimates here? I'm talking microclimates here. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> but I'd never heard that saying until I moved to East Yeah, Tech, I've never heard that either. Cool shade and warm shade. 
I'm with you. Today I was at a major home improvement center, Mark, okay. buying some things, checking out in the uh, garden section. Mm-hmm. And as I am wont to do, I was wearing a white t-shirt and a pair of overalls. And the lady said, older lady, how, how are you wearing that? Aren't you hot? Oh. Overalls. That's, Plenty cool. That's the coolest you can wear exactly. in the summertime. Heavily I, ventilated. I did not want to interact with her because I was already pissed off that she was taking so long. You just can't go some full lady. button up. No, you got to keep those side buttons on. Side's got to be and loose. You get, the, you get the movement. Overalls are great. Do also, you have one shoulder strap down? Uh, what, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> also, another great cooling technique, which you will see from the... Uh, our Hispanic, <laughs> our, our Hispanic brethren is the long sleeve, lightweight uh, button down shirt. Yes, yeah, and and you don't it, want that direct contact with sun. And, and you want it thin, thin, you know, thin enough to to breathe a little bit, but not so and not tight. Yes, like about a nineteen eighty eight Panhandle Slim. Now yes. we are going to get a tweet. Actually, a nineteen seventy eight yeah. Panhandle Slim works better. There's going to be an Amish man tweeting at us about how he does this already. Oh shit! Flat Bill, flat, but his Flat Bill probably he's he's lost all credibility with me once I learned he wore a Flat Bill. He might Next also, thing you know, he's going to have a palm leaf hat on. Don't be... I like the palm leaf. <laughs> I know you do. Sure. I remember going to the wolf dance with you in the big old palm leaf. I, I need palm to get leaf a new and shorts. I, mine's... Back in the day, Heavy would rock the palm leaf and Tevas. Boy, he would. <laughs> He'd do it right now. Except he switched to, what, King? No, I would still have Tevas. My, my original pair, like what, almost... 28 years old finally blew out last year on a really uh, on a canoe trip with the scouts canoe yeah. canoe canoe I love canoe, canoe, canoe. I love my Tevas so I haven't repurchased yet I'm still in mourning ever do the titties no I don't like uh, I don't like shit between my toes I like those too but I love tatas titty tatas okay uh, I, I would feel uh, remorseful if I did not mention Ernesto Bloom rigging up a uh Little homemade AC. homemade AC for the his hog hunting stand. I was right. impressed with that. Though. Although it did blow up a two seventy. Really? Did I tell you about that? No. So he sends me this this picture, and it looked like something out of a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. It's a two seventy barrel just splayed out, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I saw that." And he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, in the mud or something." Well, that was my. I'm like, this is a textbook forward barrel obstruction. You know, this is not. It looked cartoonish. It looked cartoonish. And if it had been further back, like a squib had been fired the last time, it would have exploded closer to the receiver and it would have like a mm-hmm. Chinese lantern. This is just flailed open. Well, all he could think of is he was firing a box of reloads and maybe something had gotten lodged or mis- misstuck in there. Like somebody had loaded something funky because... Well, he needs to quit reloading when he's drunk. Well, no, this he doesn't reload because he can't do that shit. But it was probably a bulk purchase of somebody going out of business or in a state or something, and that might have been what happened. Gotcha. Either way, he fucking blew up a two seventy. Huh. Well, glad you, he glad made, you still have your hands he, and his eyes. He made a uh, little uh, DC fan 
evaporative, basically. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. And he, he told me the other day that he emailed it to Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestler, mm-hmm. and he answered back how great an idea it was, and he was going to send it to his hunting buddy down in uh, South Texas. Yeah, I had a co-worker that used to use one in the shop. It was a, a five-gallon bucket, Yeah, and he made a little uh, AC out of it that he could stick beside the desk and keep cool. Yeah. I was like, huh, it's a pretty good idea. Pretty good. All right. One more from uh, Valley Butcher. When you see an overly bumper-stickered car from a distance, what are you expecting when you get up close? Ultra-conservative? Ultra-liberal? Cat lady? Sci-fi? Or other? I would say this has changed over time. Back in the day, if I saw that, I would think ultra-liberal. Now, I think it's Ultra-conservative. Yeah, I think it's still uh, a toss-up. No, it's not. It's not? No. I think I still see lots of... I think it leans more right I still see lots of liberal, you know, well, it's a liberal slash sci-fi I see a lot of where I'm at. And granted, I'm not down here in Metropolis like you two, but I see, I definitely see lots of, you know, Hillary for prison and... Stuff like that. Come and take it. Lots of Second Amendment stuff. Bone in the libs. But I see lots of coexist and like Doctor Who TARDIS and families of stormtroopers and stuff like right. that. But man, and can we can we just have an automatic explosion on any of the cars that have got those decals with the family thing on there? Oh Jesus Christ! Hey, I got a question. Woo. This has bothered me. A I miss Calvin time. and Hobbes. Yes. <laughs> what the hell does a butterfly rear window decal mean? Venus butterfly? Thank you for the LA Law reference. I appreciate you knowing that. Um I don't know. I mean Man, I've I, seen that for years. Yeah. It's what? I think it's, it's just, just a butterfly. It's I a think white... it's just something kind of cool. I uh, guess. It's not cool. Well, they think it is. Well, it's not. What's the situation with like the giant gothic letters on the back? I think we need to ask <laughs> Megan about that. <laughs> all right. Uh, Shout never, out to all our MS-13 listeners. Yeah. I so can many. never read those from Durango and, and uh, Guanajuato. Guanajuato, and, yeah. All right. This is one from uh, Ray Landfill. <laughs> When is the point where you've had too much Van Hagar? Or heavy, is that even possible? Did you like Van Hagar? I like 5150. He has defended 5150 on the Sarah Blaze. 5150 was a good album. I owned, Dreams was okay. I, I will admit I owned OU812. Oh yeah, I mean, I and it was too. awful. I owned, I owned it too. But it, I, I played 5150, the tape. More than once. And it I, was good. I owned OU812. 5150 was better than OU812. Yes, yes, it was. So I'll get, grant you that. But none of it compared to David Lee. None of it. No. I, okay. comple- I completely agree. All right. So but fucking 51, abomination. 5150 is pretty, pretty damn good. All right. Nah, pa, 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 pa. Is 5150 better than any David Lee album? In total? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shut down the show. Shut it down. We're Shut done down with everything we said show. about how great we love you, and it's over. <laughs> Shut down the fucking This show. one is not directed uh, directly at you, Ty Webb 3000. Hey, now. Scrolling. Well, let me get my 
spectacles on. Again, uh, this is one from Cray Janfield. How much brown drink would retire to hum a few bars of Brian Adams' classics mid-episode? Is this a callback to my wedding singing days? Yeah, I would, he just wants to some Brian Adams. Brian. Not, not Brian. 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 Well, cuts I, like a knife? I would say that since we're at the bottom of this TX whiskey bottle and it's completely dry, we haven't gotten there yet, Ray. I thought for sure you would give in to the fans, but... <laughs> Summer of 69 is a great song. He had some good albums. And that was a, that was a, that was a good album. Summer that was a good album. Yeah. I'll give you that was a good album. All right. And it went downhill from there. I did mention earlier that uh, Mr. Hancock... And Heaven, the acoustic version, is legit. Okay. Supported a sing-along from each Can You Hear Me member during the recording. That's not heavy. Happen. Heavy's already started. Hey, yeah, Give us some Millsap, Heavy. Already did mine. Special correspondent Sensei. What? Strike that. Reverse it. Special correspondent Sensei Thunderfist MD asks, Doc? "What would chairs look like if our knees faced the opposite direction?" I'm insane <laughs> now. <laughs> uh that have an indentation. All right, there you have it. Well, there's a fully once again. Answer. Sensei Thunderfist MD, special correspondent, asks, Faster 40 time, Aaron Gray or Pam Daubert? We talked about this a little bit earlier. There's going to be a significant difference in drag. I don't even have to think. It's Aaron Gray. Faster or slower? Pam Daubert has no muscle tone. I know, but Aaron's got so much more drag. In that in that Buck Rogers zip up? Well, super- wait a second. I mean. Are they naked? Are they in the same, like, do they have the same outfit, or does Aaron get to wear the Buck Rogers outfit, and Pam Dauber's wearing that 70s Mort jump? Okay, I'd put them in the same outfit. I still think Aaron Gray's going to win, because... I do, too. More muscular. I mean, yeah, she's just got... She's got a better 40. Yeah, I think I'd give it to Gray. Yeah, I think I don't so. know I'm if Pam Dauber's ever run in her life. She doesn't have to. She's super cute. Yeah. She is super cute, but Aaron Gray was... Do we know what Pam Dauber looks like now? Still uh, still doing just fine. Is she? Yes. All right. Brad asked, did we know about the 903 Brewery? He says this beer is really good. Yeah. I've uh, never had the beer, but I've heard it's good. I've had, I think I've only had one of them, but it was... Yeah, it was good. And apparently... You drink, know about them, though. I don't drink them. Oh, no, I'm thinking of my brother. I've yeah, got a brother that knows one of the guys that's... Yeah, I have some it. objections with your brother's recommendations that Kansas City This plays. is the other brother. Okay, well, I'll talk about that on a future episode. Brad asked, would you, you rather have... that says rib tips? <sighs> Sorry. Sorry. That's a deep vacation reference. Yes. Would you rather have the SS symbol tattooed on your forearm yeah. or a pair of dicks? You have to wear short <laughs> sleeves during social occasions in the summer. That is the easiest question I've ever heard. You go with the dicks. Of course. Jesus Christ. Fought dicks. You remember when Richard Dix came in here and tried? Yeah. Next from Brad. Bam, <laughs> dicks. And now we have our episode title. A pair of dicks. We did that. That's great. It's perfect. I am the king of episode titles. <laughs> I try to always go with what you suggest. Freaking Brad. 
Brad, we miss you. All yeah, right, Brad, come on down. Join us. His next question. <laughs> Brad again? Yeah. Do you remember how Penthouse mixed in gay stories into their forum in the 1970s? Did that confuse you like it did a 13-year-old me? <coughs> well, it, I was woke even back then. So. Yeah, you were open to whatever. It didn't slow my Made roll. me question some things. Any port in the storm, if you will. As uh, it were. You know, Penthouse Forum, I think that's turned into a, uh, a punchline for us. You know, the I never thought I'd be riding in, you know, yeah, but right. it happened to me. But that was underrated. I mean, you didn't, you didn't see it very often. Like, you had to, like, sneak a peek of it at the B. Dalton or something, you know. I don't know if I ever encountered one of those, quote-unquote, in the wild. Yeah. At an old uh, it was secondhand. gas station or a yeah. gully or something. But I think, generally speaking, poorly written, homemade erotica is undervalued in our current society. See, Cherry. There's a, uh, a guy that... Mark... All of what he just said. <laughs> yeah, he said it was such conviction. He too. did. Like he's like he's, like he's talking about one like, of the great fucking works like he, from he, literary he, Like history. he started a petition for the public library, and he's going in making the shit his, is undervalued. Making his case. Oh, let's see. Break out the microfiche. <laughs> Uh, this is watching one. all these old conservative women just twitching in their seats, listening to him. Twitching like, in the right way. Like, oh my gosh. A little tingle going on down there. Things are waking up for the first time right. in a long time. Hey now. This is from one Jorge Cranfield. Could the predator defend the Alamo by himself? Mm, no. Predator. 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 Exactly. The Predator. predator. From the movie. From the movie. No, the actual Predator. <laughs> no, he could not. What was the show to catch a Predator? Yeah. Right. It's like a high school janitor. Uh, no, he could not, because he could not be in all places at one time. You don't think some scary-ass alien on the walls would send Santa Hanna's men running for the hills they're yelling? Me- they're uh, Mexicans, man. They ain't scary. Apparently, you have not read Arredondo by one Bradley Folsom. Well, they're more scared of what Santa Ana would do to them in an opium craze All right. than what the Predator would do to them. All so right. We're going deep dive Santa Ana. Follow-up question from Jorge Cranfield. How long could the handshake between Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers keep the Mexicans at bay? Hey, that's a good point. And Brad chimes in as a, uh, what do you call it when somebody submits a uh, friend of the court document? Uh, amicus brief? Amicus brief, uh, stating, answer Cranfield's Alamo question, supporting him. Well, I think Heavy just took care of that. I did. All right. They could not. These things are like fire ants. Sounds like settled science to me. Okay. Ty and I discussed this a moment ago when you were out pissing in the yard. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will make more sense to you than it did us. Okay. But this is from said Brad. In the four cardinal directions, where does the metroplex and its suburbs end and the country begin? I've got Boyd to the west and maybe Crumb to the north, but my metroplex geography is shit. Hold. Then one Hephasaurus chimes in. Denton, Hillsborough, Weatherford, Canton. 
Canton is Canton. Canton. That's way too fucking far. Yes. He's you're been, going, in, he's been going, in Oklahoma a long time, so I'm thinking. You're going east? Uh, I, I mean, think once you get to Roy City. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're out of the Metroplex. Mate, would you even consider Terrell? Mm, I know. No. I think you're. that's too far. Yeah, Roy City's too. Well, Roy City now joins Rockwall pretty much, doesn't it's, it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. But I think Roy City, Terrell, any of that is outside. Yeah. It's beyond, yeah. Yeah. Now I would say to the north. The north is the toughest because that fucker is expanding so yeah, fast. Yeah, I mean. It used to be like Prosper was country. It used to, I would say, I'm talking on, on uh, Highway 75, I would say McKinney. But now Melissa's giving it a run for its money. I don't Hell, think even it, places like Gunner now yeah. look more like the Metroplex. I, I don't think we're... Salina. I think McKinney's still the line because there's that gap between yes. Melissa of just a couple of miles. Yeah. Right. But it's almost there. Melissa's it's closing, almost there. though. Yeah, Melissa's it's coming. closing fast. It's coming for yeah. you. She's coming. <laughs> Melissa's coming. And that is the end of our Twitter questions. All right. Well, bye. Adios. I guess we'll talk to you later. I thought you guys were our friends. How could you guys do this to us? I'm sorry. We were forced. A guy gave us the recorder, money, and great seats. He really twisted your arm. You gonna go to jail? And how do I know? What would you do if you were in our shoes? Well, I'd just sit us home and laugh it off. (laughs) Not funny. I didn't think so either. Look, uh, we really weren't forced. They said if we didn't do it, they'd hurt us. Hey, you expect us to believe that? Look, he may be dumb, but he doesn't lie. Was his name Al Dunbar by any chance? Yeah, how'd you know? He was the lowlife that recorded a concert in St. Louis. And or L.A. concert. And moving up on the charts is the Jefferson High concert, number 40 with three bullets. (laughs) You guys meeting him somewhere? In the soda shop. To give him his tape. The soda shop? Yeah, we're down here. Got it. You guys go ahead and make your delivery. Yeah, we wouldn't want to disappoint the man. Uh, uh. You mean you want us to give him the tape? Yeah. yeah. Should we call the police first? No, I think we'd like a bite to eat. Maybe we'll stop by the soda shop. You better eat first. You don't want to go by the soda shop on an empty stomach. <laughs> what do you have? Give me a double bourbon. You're new around here. What's your name? Anyone leave the lights on on a 1974 Cougar? Uh, Cougar. Oh, God. I gotta go to the John. John Cougar. Miss Purdy. My friend would like to see how you deal with an itch. Deal with it, Purdy. You see? Oh, yes! Scratch pretty! Scratch it! Scratch, scratch it pretty! Oh. oh, scratch! Scratchy, scratchy, scratchy! Hey, hey! That ain't no way to deal with a lady. Young man, you are way out of line. Oh! Thank you. Miss Purdy, gentlemen, the lights out of my car, excuse me. Oh, punch like that ought to be able to sell a song. How about it, John? Hey, come on. How about it, John? Anything for you, Miss Purdy.
A little ditty about Jack Diane. American kids growing up in the heartland. Jackie gonna be a football star. Diane dumped on the backseat of Jackie's car. Oh yeah, life goes on. Long after the thrill of living is gone. Yes, so there goes. Hey, Jack and Diane, there you go. Yes, they. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to apologize for trying to present myself as somebody who is I am not. I must say I'm sorry. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas. <laughs>